podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yep, yep, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the fight is right. Podcast with myself, Spencer Lloyd's friend. I'm, I'm really grateful to be joined today by Dr. Mark Prince OBE, former <laughs> light heavyweight uh, world title challenger. Come on. Um, Yep. So we start in our magical words of dream it, believe it, become it. Come on up. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today, Mark. 100%, bro. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. I, I can see in the background, I can see your beautiful son, Kayan Prince, in the background there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can see that. And we have, we've got a lot to, we've got a lot to talk about. There's a, there's a yeah. lot going on. But before I even big up Daniel Grace for jumping on, um, good music. Two one, two one zero. Yemi, Steve Bailey, Zach Katz. Uh, who else is on there? Real girl. So many people on there. Thank you very much for all jumping on your Sunday. Uh, and also, may I say a massive happy Phil Answer. How you doing, bruv? AAV develops. Um, e Francis. May I say a massive happy birthday to my. Beautiful, wonderful niece, Aisha. It's her birthday day. I can't believe she just turned 22. Boy, I feel old now. <laughs> yeah, I really do feel old. But, um, Mark. When you're picking them turn 36, bro, that's when things start really getting, you're feeling old, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. 36, bro. Well, um, yeah, man, that's that's a mad one. Yeah, well, how, how old Ramel? Ramel is he's bloody oh, Ramel's 30, 34 this year. Wow. So yeah, but it is what it is. It is what it is. As we know, Tundi is is deep in training camp now with Mister Anthony Yard. So Tundi will not be joining us. Um, but it was good because this week um, I did a bit of work. With Boxer, and they were saying, who else could they get down? And I said, look, get Mark Prince, former light heavyweight, uh, man who knows the business, man who is a, who's a great orator of the fight game, and they called him Mark. And that's going to be shown. That's going to be out tomorrow. So you guys look out yeah. for that. But you've seen they've already started to post it. Yeah, I just got a message from, from Ben Shallow, man. He just sent me a little clip. Okay. Um, just forwarded that onto, onto my story, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know I mean, as we saw last night, we saw Jaime Mongia versus um, Ryder. John Ryder. Yeah, Ryder. John Ryder. John Ryder. Uh, out in the States. Um, yeah. um, what, what were your thoughts of that fight? My thoughts were that he just met his match. He got outmatched. This guy just looks strong. Just this guy looked like I'm not gonna let you bully me, push me back, my hold my ground, break you down, and punch for punch. This is what was going on right now. Cause from the from the bell went in the early rounds, from round one and two, fireworks. Mm. I wasn't measuring up and sizing up with no jab or nothing. They were letting go punches from early on. They both had bad intentions. You know what? I'm going to be real with you because I saw Jaime Mungia because he was a he was WBO junior middleweight world champion, right? Yeah. Now he's moved up two weights. Um, 
it was, I think it was Jemachenko. He had just some barn burning of a wicked bad boy fight last year. Um, didn't, he have, didn't he have no fights in between? He just kind of shot up to that weight. No, 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 no. He's had fights in between. He's had fights in between. No, but, I don't mean fights. I mean weights at that weight in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had fights in between where he's moved up in the weights, yeah. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing I'm saying is this, is like when I was watching, um, when I was watching him, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, you know what I mean? I rate John Ryder. You know what I mean? John Ryder put in a, put in a really... He put in a great performance um, against Canelo, right? Going he's thinking stuck. that he'd, he'd, he'd do better than this Mongaia dude. Yeah, well, Mongaia did better than Canelo because Mongaia, Mongaia stopped him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm like I'm saying, John Ryder, apparently now he's 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 retired, and I think if it is, it's still going to be a great loss because I like John, but hundred percent, I'm so happy for him. You know what I mean? Because yeah. between this fight and also the Canelo fight, he's bought a beautiful house now. He's, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. if you think about it, he was very, very unlucky. Was that four years ago now? Very unlucky against, against Callum Smith when he fought for the WBC super middleweight world title. Yeah. He was very, very unfortunate not to get that decision. Always brings us great fights, right? Yeah, he comes. He comes to give it, Mark. Yeah. Really? You know what I mean? he, he, he comes to give it. So, because now that he is uh, no longer, like he's saying, like apparently he's like he's called it. They, I'm absolutely gutted for him, mm-hmm. but I'm saying I'm I'm not that gutted because he could have. Yeah. We've seen so many stories of guys who retire from from the game and end up penniless and everything yeah. else like that. And, right? Exactly. He's he's not one of them. He's mm-hmm. he's left the game financially rewarded. Uh, a brains intact, beautiful missus, beautiful children, and I mean, and God bless him. But that was, yeah, that was a proper, that was a proper fight, man. That was a proper fight. Yeah. I, I mean, so whatever, whatever, whatever John does from that one, I wish him all the best. Yeah, hundred percent. One guy sharp, one guy strong, and um, you know, I think he could be a, a, a champion again. Yeah, another weight division. Well. Straight away, um, Jaime Munguia is calling out for Canelo. Why not? That's, Canelo. Canelo, that's a Canelo-type um, exciting fight, isn't it? Look at the styles. Canelo will brock him up. I don't care, man. Yeah, Canelo will brock him up because he's not there, but it's going to make for an exciting fight Ooh. while it's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. But yeah. you know what? As much as he's calling for this Canelo fight, I don't know if it's going to happen because Canelo is now... Signed with PBC, Al Heyman. Yeah. And Mongia is with um, Golden Boy. And even though they do the crossover fights, but you know what Al Heyman's like? Al Heyman's like, we got the Golden Goose and we're going to keep everything in-house. You know what I mean? Because um, allegedly now, Canelo's meant to fight um, the other Charlo brother, right? Um, That's meant to be the next move for Canelo. But, you know what I mean? We wait with bated breath to see what's going to happen. I don't think anyone's that really excited about the Charlo brothers. One of them kind of just represented the other <laughs> brother on some some uh, moist level. So, yeah, I, yeah. But Mark, the middleweight one, he yeah. he's he's a problem still. You know, trust me. Yeah. Uh, the middle the middleweight one's a problem. He's a problem. You think he's gonna show? You're gonna think he's gonna show um, more heart? 
than what the brother showed. Well, you know what, what I can say is this, is like he will come to give it to Canelo because okay. that's his style. He'll come to give it to Canelo. Yeah, I mean, was- not going to turn around and say that he could be victorious or anything else like that, but he will actually come out to fight to say that he wants to go and stick it on stick it on Canelo. That's that's what I do know. You watch his fights, that's what he's unbeaten fighter as well. I think you know that's what I mean? the public want. That's what we want to see, especially from guys that are always giving it the large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. Well, we had that. Uh, and also, I don't know if you saw last night, um, Siobhan Clark, um, the cruiserweight. Uh, I don't well, know if you know. I, I don't know if you know Chev. I missed that one with Siobhan Clark. Chev Clark, you know what I mean Chev Clark? He does. He, he's he's a little rumbler. So Chev um, Clark got a, a a good win against that the the Irish brother, the dual heritage Irish brother, who's, who's a little rocker, former European champion, yeah. and and Siobhan just cracked it up. You know what I mean, properly cracked it up. And like I'm seeing on Siobhan Clark's style, it's like, I know he's heavily influenced by Mike Tyson because he's like, he comes in short squat, he wings in, he was throwing in some hellacious hooks to the body. I'm going to sing you the fight for you to go watch it, Mark. Some vicious hooks downstairs to the body, coming up through the middle. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice in the progression of Siobhan Clark and how he's going on. He's a nice, humble brother as well. Um, I was... That was neat. That was neat from him. I'd like to see like where they're gonna position him now because like he's he's been since June of last year, mm. he's been the mandatory challenger for the British title by the Board of Control. Right? So there's talk of him and um Isaac Chamberlain, but because they're on different promotional bridges, I don't know how easy that fight would be to make. But Cruiserweight, you know, Pretty juicy all all around now, but really, I'm, it is juicy because you got Richard Rapport, mm-hmm. um, and oh, he's maybe fighting Chris Isaac Chamberlain, who's the British champ, well British and Commonwealth champion Isaac Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, it's it's juicy. Um, Craig Billen Smith is a WBO world champion after beating Lawrence Coley. Yeah, uh, I wasn't that impressed by his uh, the title fight he won against Coley. You uh, wasn't. No, I wasn't impressed by it because I know I know that you couldn't really get to see him fully because the, of the way and the mindset that Akoli had approaching that fight it was it was an absolute stinker. Um, but why, why do you, why do you think Akoli fights that way, Mark? With your experience, why do you think he fights like that? Uh, in, in in boxing terminologies. Um, we, we call them, we're pretty raw with it, and we call them scared fighters. Um, okay. That's not scared as in, oh, I'm really scared to fight, but they don't want to get into a dog fight because they, they're not really feeling that getting touched up and coming back. That's not their style. They want to hit you and hold or get away. And we know that sounds silly because that's what boxing is about, right? Hit and be hit. Mm. But in terms of your mindset, you have to have the mindset like, okay, I accept it. I know I'm in this game. I'm going to get hit. So I don't want my style to demonstrate that because that seems to be the predominant force that's driving his boxing style. 
and that's why we come up with this um, scared fire. All right. So it's just this style of him. He don't want to engage. He wants to stop you from throwing punches. So instead of using the skill set to move, slip, and all of that, he'll hold, and it just it ruins the fight really for for both parties. The guy fighting, he gets frustrated. The crowd gets frustrated. So it doesn't make for good fights, and it shows because Akoli, you know, evidently is not selling out um, on halls and, and, and tickets and whatnot. So what, what do you think Lawrence Okoli could do to change his style to, to, to be more fan-pleasing? Fan uh, number one, he has to have um, a, the person around him that influences him the most, whether it be a trainer or somebody in his team, has to be able to understand how, he might, how his mind thinks. And the guy that's working with him in terms of developing his style has to start working on his fundamentals again. Because if you look at Akoli's fundamentals, all of it, if he focused on getting his skill set right, he'd be using his attributes uh, in a much more beneficial way, right? But he's mm. not, and that's because of how he's thinking. So he's not even thinking about how, wait, hold on a minute, I don't need to hold this guy. I could pop this guy off with my, keep him at the end of my jab, use my feet to move around nicely. And that's what a really good planner, trainer would work on with him. Say, look, Coley, work on your feet. Look how the hitman used to move. He was rangy, tall, hence why he went from welterweight all the way right through to cruiserweight, right? And mm -hmm. used his height. He used his range. Coley could be absolutely dangerous. I would love to get hold of that guy and work with him. My friend, he would be an absolute terror. Keeping man outside, throwing that straight right down the pipe, coming back with the left hook, going back on the straight right again, being total charge of the fight tempo, the, the punch output, it'd be, it'd be fantastic, bro. And just while I'm working on that, we work on the mindset. What thoughts does he have about being here? The confidence he has about handling punches himself. So we, we'd have to go through some training and mindset strategies that will help him go through a paradigm shift that's what he needs to go through. Mm, because, like, Lawrence Cole is still highly ranked. There's talk now that Richard Rappaport is going to end up fighting Chris Bill and Smith um, in a few months' time. Yeah. I think they're talking about March for that fight. That'd be beautiful because um, as soon as he got that title, Rappaport must have been rubbing his hands saying, yes, boss. My well, yeah, well, Rappaport's beaten him before. Remember, like, they fought a few years back and Rappaport beat him. Yeah. But what I am going to say is this is a new and improved Chris Bill and Smith. Even though, and this is no disrespect to Chris Bill and Smith, Chris Bill and Smith did not impress me in his last fight out. I don't know if you watched his last fight against um, Maskenef. I don't know if Maskenef. you watched that fight. Like, no, yeah, he was behind on points and it was like Maskenef just kind of punched himself out kind of thing, and then Chris stayed with him and started banging him to the body. But I don't I don't think that you could take those kind of chances if he was going to fight Richard Rappaport, because we know that, even though, like, when they fought before, it was a vicious fight. I remember that fight. Yeah. Um, that was on the undercard of Dylan White um, at the O2. And that was a, that was a proper, proper, we're going to have it. And that's mad, because that's what, what was that? That was 2019, that fight. 
how much improvement's gone on with each fighter since then? I've, I've well, really seen Riappo's improvement. You've seen his, his improvement, have you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say, like, with Richard Riappo, I think now he, he kind of believes in himself. I'm not um, disrespecting him in any way, but yeah. he was kind of um, a little bit... I don't know, he used, to, he used to fight kind of frightened. Like, he'd throw shots, he'd always be blinking and and stuff like that. But I think now, um, especially after his last fight, all right, he just looked more contained, looked more confident, looked more purposeful in the work that he was doing. So especially like how he would stand and like he would throw the jab, but the jab was thrown with immense confidence now. So, yeah, you know what I mean? He, he seems like he's got like a, a really good team that he's settled with. And, and, and working hard. I don't know, maybe it just looks that way on social media, but that's how it kind of comes over to me. Well, you know what? You know, I don't, I, I tend not to fall into the social media traps yeah. where everybody's, you know I mean, because any, you know, it go, Mark, anybody yeah. can look good. Anybody can look good for 30 seconds on pads. 100%. You know what I mean? Anyone yeah. could have, do a little pretty patty pads or whatever. Not anybody can look good for, for that duration of time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I tend not to, but it's kind of weird because like how the world is now, as much as we kind of dog social media and our fighters are more engrossed with social media capabilities and how many likes they get and things like that, right? It's also a fact where when we watch it, yeah, when we watch it, we realize like, if you don't have that side to it, yeah? Yeah. In, 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 your social awareness or how people gravitate to you is, is going to be a bit different. You could be a brilliant fighter, but no one don't know about you. And like, I think with social media now, it's helped a lot of people um, raise their profile. But sometimes we get garbage fighters. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Boosting up themselves on like their Sugar Ray Leonard. I'm like, come on, man. So it is what it is. It is what it is. What, what, do, you, what do you think about? React Paul, are you when you watch him, do you see a future world champion? Yes, I, you know why I do. I'll tell you why I do. Oh, sorry, uh, Mr. Two Blesser said, Mark Prince, um, you was a joy on Talksport last night. Thank you, sir. All right, big up to bless. Um, I'm saying, like, when we watch, um, when we when we watch Richard Rat Paul, mm. I think sometimes when I'm seeing Richard. Because he is that guy. Remember, he did the what, what campaign did he do? He did some big campaign. I think like Versace, done a Versace campaign because he models, right? Yeah. Um, and as much as we look on that and say, well, you should just be solely concentrating on fighting, and uh, no, it's working for him. Didn't you see like there was a picture of him and Madonna? Do you see that Madonna sat on his lap? Yeah, it works, bro. Old, old crusty Madonna. I don't know if he's done a thing with her. I don't know about Madonna on my lap. <laughs> yeah. But- <laughs> when she got up, she left dust, bro. But what I'm yeah, trying to say yeah. is like he's doing he's doing whatever he has to go and do, and God bless the youth for 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 doing that. But you know, he he he's improved. And the one thing about him is like there's talk about Opajaya, yeah, Jaya Opajaya, the 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 lineal cruiserweight champion, yeah. And at cruiserweight and this guy's a monster 
right? You saw what he done to 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 um, Jordan the other day. You see, what he, he's just a killer. The use the giant is yes. a beast. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh, his might, his mentality, coupled with his boxing skills. Oh my days. Yeah, sparring there, Fury and the man them call him in to do some sparring. And they, he went home after five days. Oh, you hear all kind of stuff going on with the uh, the sparring about he kind of posed a lot of problems and mm. stuff like mm. that. No, I don't know mm. how, how true it is. Al Kulia says, Spencer, good evening, gentlemen. Spencer, you said that what's his caught in between stars? Is it down to the fighter or the trainer? I'm going to explain to you. Mm. I explained this the other day. And you can look on the thing that me and Mark did for, for Boxer. But if you want to hear the reels, you've got to be on here where you are right now. And the fight is mm. right. Um, the reason why I say that he's caught between stars is because he's naturally... Um, if you look on Boatsi, so we're going to have to change this up because we're going to talk about this and the light heavyweight division, how it's thriving right now. And, and Mark, don't you wish you was fighting right now in Great Britain? Oh, such a great time, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. So much opponents in the British ranking to just be messing with. I'd love to be in the mix, bro. I'm telling you. Just a warrior mindset. Right. If you look, if you look... If you look on Joshua Boatsy, mm. and I've watched every single one of Joshua Boatsy's professional fights, I've been to all bar about three of his fights that I haven't been to, the one out in the States and a couple that he's had over here I haven't seen. But I've always watched his fights. Mm. He's a local lad. And I'm saying he's caught between styles because he wants to be that thug, the brute, aggressive man. But he also wants to have longevity in his career because he's an educated guy. And you realize, like, right, if I continue fighting like this, right, I could get found out. Just at the time, he fights the he fights some French brother on Sky. And the French brother kind of hit him with some shots, hurt, hurt him. And I was like, the next day he phones me up and he's like, we're talking. I said, you know what? I'm going to be real with you. The training that you're doing with these guys is not going to complement you in years to come. So I'm on the phone and I'm speaking to Virgil Hunter. And I said, hold up a second, Virgil. One second. And I connected a freeway phone call with him and Boatsy. And they're talking. I said, Boatsy, I've got someone to, who wants to have a word with you. So Boatsy's there sitting to me saying, like, well, who, who's this going to be? You must think like it's going to be a fan or something. I said, no, 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 no. I've got someone to speak to. And I, I line him up with Virgil Hunter. So him and Virgil start talking. And and they uh, Virgil is, is for a very accomplished man uh, in the game, he's a very humble man. He's a nice, nice man. So Virgil was like, you know what? Thank you so much for linking this up, Spence. Anything comes of it, you know, I'm not going to forget what you've done. Because he said, I rate this kid. I think this kid could go very, very far. So then Joshua Boatsy goes out to America, does, does a stint with him. And then they gel and they start working. Now, the reason why I'm saying he's caught between styles is because even before going with Virgil Hunter, 
There's times in fights where you see him doing a Roy Jones where he's tapping the boot and throwing off shots. That's not your style of fighting, bro. Right? It's not. It's not your style of fighting. Your style of fighting is is brute aggression uh, and you're very quick, but you need to, to, to tighten up on your defense. So when I'm saying he's caught between styles, I think he's caught between styles because, and everybody knows, so I'm not speaking out the man's business, like, Sometimes Joshua Boatsy has a nervous disposition, right? Prior to the fight. But as soon as that bell goes, then he switches it up and he's coming to be in a rockers. So I'm saying, I'm saying when it comes to, to, to him, that he's caught between styles, maybe because he wants to show homage and respect to the past greats like Andre Wood, like Evander Holyfield, right? Or him mentally is stuck between styles because he's a kid that's kind of about, he wants to have a rockers with you. That's how he is. So I'm saying you could, you can have the rockers, but you should be able to say you're doing that, but you're doing it in a technical, in a technical way. So if you can do that, then I believe that that way he can get longevity in his career. You know what I mean? Cause the kid can fight, but I don't know. How, how do you see it, Mark? I don't know. I just I, I think that um, a lot of the times we're trying to find a trainer that is going to be able to build us into this great fighter because they've got a name, um, and that's why I think a lot of fighters are looking for these kind of big name trainers because they think that that's going to make the big difference in their life. Mm-hmm. How much difference? I'm not getting onto no one because I respect. Uh, Virgil Hunter, but it's just a question. How much difference has Virgil Hunter made since he's come into Boatsy's training camp in his life? And what is the difference between them guys now and how he was performing before? I'm going to be rude, you Mark, right? If we were to look at what difference Virgil has made with Joshua Boatsy by fights, by what I'm not going by how he's performing in the gym. Yeah. I'm going by fights here. Please. I'm saying he hasn't made much difference. Right? Yeah, I just wanted to hear what, what you thought because No, I'm saying I'm saying that. I'm, he hasn't he hasn't made much difference. But maybe that's also um got a lot to do with he's been upped in the antes in, in who he's fighting now because people don't give Craig Richards the 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 applause that Craig Rich is a good fighter. Really good fighter. Right. I'm, Craig sure, I'm sure that the people listening on your platform feel that way about Craig as well. Right. You know I mean he he Craig Craig Craig's a good fighter. So but Craig gave him a run and Craig hurt him as well in that fight. Mm, yes. Right? Yeah. He hurt him. I was, at ringside, up. I was at ringside for that and at one point I was like, oh my gosh. All right then. He's gonna go. All right then. Um, I was fortunate to 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 to. You know I mean, I watched that at home, and and when I'm watching, when I was watching that, I'm saying to myself as I'm watching it, like the is it the fact like you ain't been given a chance to get the improvement fights because you're fighting a Craig Richards now. You're not fighting. You know I mean, thank you very much, Al. Craig Richards is world class, without a doubt. Mm. Nobody can ever turn around and say that he's not world class because he's world class because he gave Bivol a very good fight. 
the same so dribble that, that say about Bawatsi then if Bawatsi's gone hung out with him got hurt by him came through it and and got the edge yeah so so then now we've got to look at it and say then what else is uh for him to do I think the the advancements of him going to Virgil Hunter we're not going to see it now we're going to see it we're going to see it in a in a few years time but what what I'm saying is we should also look at the fact that Bawatsi hasn't been that active. That's he's been very He's been very inactive. And that's not a good thing for a fighter. You know that, Mark, yourself. Yeah, 100%. And, and I was going to say before you went over to inactivity, do we know if Virgil has a specific plan just like a manager comes into a football team and he has to have a vision and a plan for that team. And do we know if, if Virgil's got that for Boazzi? Because some of these big-name fighters, they're moving around with different fighters and I find it difficult to see how you can really put every all your eggs into me and build me, and build a vision with me and move me forward at the rate that I need to be moved forward and invest that time in me that I need, I, I think that's that, that that all kind of throws things in the balance as well and, 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 can, and can influence my progression as a fighter. I really reveled in sticking to my trainer. I had a close relationship. He was like a father figure to me. He taught me everything, changed my style completely. If you watch me when I was an amateur, I didn't really have a guard. I would be looking to put man to sleep. I would be able to box game backwards, forwards, whatever. I was just freestyling, right? Mm -hmm. With now, he was looking at a long-term vision with me as a world-class fighter and showed me that you can't get away with that all the way through the levels and stages. When you're hanging out with world levels, you're not going to be able to... So you're going to have to change that for now. So, so, you know, he had a vision and a plan for me. Basically, that's what I'm saying. And, and Yeah, but if we remember, like, back then, yeah? What year did you turn pro? I turned pro... 92. 93. 92 was my amateur season. Yeah, 92. Yeah, 92, you just, just started smashing up everyone in the ABAs. Yeah. Yeah, and I, was, I just came in just to see if I had illusions of grandeur. That's what I came in for, nothing else. I just said, am I talking shit or, or not? And the only way mm. I'm going to know is not if I go in with the novices. You know, I've never been in the fight game. I, I just, someone, I, some, I said, what's the biggest competition you got here? And someone said the ABAs. But, but they said, that's not for you. Because you've got to fight all the like the, the you know the best fighters in the country. I said, well, that's my whole idea. That's the only way I'm gonna know whether I'm just chatting shit or not. Or I'm just, you know. So I just went straight in after three fights. I had three, four fights, and then said, Yeah, yeah, they I'll get me into the ABAs. And that was the limit. Like you had to have at least four fights to enter the ABAs. So I just went straight in and then boom, boom, man started dropping asleep when I was hitting them. But mind you, I got knocked down in my first fight. Well, I remember when you knocked out Chris Oko. And Chris Oko was like our club captain at the Lynn. And John Sims, our old trainer, said, yeah, 
this boy Mark Prince is a killer. <laughs> then and then you went on, you dealt with Monty Wright from, from the Repton. Monty Wright was a bad boy, he was a golden boy. And you yeah. broke up Monty Wright as well. I said, nah, this guy Mark Prince is serious. Yeah, I remember yeah. Marty Prince used to wear dark glasses when he walked around in, in, in the York Hall. I said, look at this, brother. Listen, do you know what it was? I was straight road. I came into this like, do you know what? I, I banged my night on road. So let me, I, I, I reckon I could do that in boxing. And man was laughing like, bro, that's road. This is boxing. You can't do that. But they didn't realise that from when I was a kid, my dad was a was a, a boxer, a professional boxer from Guyana, and made me go running with him and train with him from when I was eight. So I was getting some hardcore treatment, boxing my older brother and all that. So boxing for me and fighting was second nature. Like going to school, mm. having a fight, coming home was a part of me. Like talking about lunchtime, oh, you've got to have lunch now. I, 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 I reveled in fighting. So me pitting myself against another man was was what I did. That's how I grew up. Whether it was with a skinhead boys or man calling me nigger on road or whatever it was, I was all up for it. So I mm. when I went in the ring, I carried that mindset in the ring and that's where probably people felt that that powerful energy where I'm gonna do some damage and um you know they just felt like man this guy's a little bad man. But really I was I worked that weren't me. I was a nice guy. <laughs> well it was back then boy them was the them was the days. But like like I'm saying, right right now in the right now in the in the lightweight division in the UK is bubbling with some great bubbling. great fights. Like yeah. this 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 is fight. Cause like not a lot of people are giving Danaziz the props that he should be getting. This guy has done every single conceivable thing asked of him to do. He's done it. I'm so proud of him. He's done it. He's come up old school. Proper. How many fighters now are coming up old school? You have to respect that to the point where I'm willing him. Like, I want him. I don't want nothing to mess this up. I want him to go all the way. British, um, European, um, um, next Commonwealth. I, don't, I want him to go all the way. I'm excited about what Dan Aziz is doing. Come on. I love Boatsy's style. I love what Boatsy's doing. Do you know what I'm saying? I've been a big fan from day one. It's like, oh, no, no, don't put two of my best guys together. But I know that's what boxing needs. Yo, we're grateful to be on the fight is right for the first time. This is the first podcast you've been on. Easy as if, right, the guy it's from up, up north um, who's doing some Great things with the GBM um, boxing promotion. GBM Sports, that's the one. Yeah, GBM Sports. You I mean doing some great stuff? You got like, was it it's next week on the eighth? Is it ninth of ninth of Feb. ninth? Right, the 9th of Feb. You've got couple um, championship fights going on. You've got a European title fight. You got a couple like little local ding dongs as well with the rivalries. What's going on right now? It's yeah. it's you're you're doing some really good stuff, and you are the this man is the first ever Pakistani boxing promoter the UK's ever produced. How does that make you feel, Izzy? Yeah, first of all, Spence and Mark, great to be online with you guys, mm. man. I've known about you for years, man. 
I've grown so much for the game, man. You know, before when I was boxing, amateur pro, and I've heard about you and to see you on the TV, and you've done a great job, and you keep pushing. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, listen, every day as it comes, you know, I've been in, people think I'm a flyby. I've been in this game 21 years. You know, I've boxed amateur professionally. I've coached, I've managed, I've matchmaked, and I'm a promoter. Uh, yeah, we've got, we've, we, we do it different. We've got a good team. We've got a good vision. We, we, we bring it our style. And we've made a lot of noise, you know, within two years. Just a kid from uh, humble beginnings has done, we've done all right. We're pushing and pushing hard. And we've got a massive year, inshallah, God willing. This year's a massive year for us, yeah. And GBM Sports is going to be a recognised promotion outfit uh, across the UK. So you've got um, Lee versus um, Jones for the European, right? No, for the European, we've got Thomas Asamba versus Ellie Conkey. Thomas Asamba was in uh, the 2012 Olympics. Uh, he, was a, he was an African brother who had a bit of an issue with the migration thing, and he's got a, he's got a deep story. And Ellie Conkey is a French French boxer who was also a 2016 Olympian. So that's Wow. It's a mandatory challenge, so it's a serious live fight. They're both hungry. There's a lot of rivalry in the camp. You know, they didn't want to turn up for press press conferences. You know, it means business. The, the French French guys are coming here to take the belt. Thomas Summers in front of his home crowd in Sheffield. You know, he's managed by Sonny Edwards. He's got a big camp behind him in Sheffield. Yeah, it's going to be a real fight, real 50-50 tear-up. I think it's going to be all out, guns blazing, middle of the ring, let it go, entertain the crowd out there. Right, so, because I've seen a couple of your stuff, like, which comes up on, like, on, on social media platforms, when, like, when your boys are, like, at the weigh-ins and that, it's, it proper kicks off. And like it's proper rowdy. I'm enjoying it, you know. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Spence, we're in the entertainment business, man. People are paying money out there to watch your tickets and need to be entertained, and that's what we do. You know, we try. I feel like we're a different kind of outlook to boxing promotion, new style kind of boxing promotion. You know, promoters have had a lot of stigma over the years for maybe not being hundred percent or whatever, not not holding to the word. But you know, God willing, I'm going to change that. In my, to me, I'm going to be true to the fighters, true to what I say, and you know. We, we can't go wrong because all you've got to be is true to the fighters and fighters risk their life going through that ring ropes. As long as I would keep remembering that, be true to them, only promise what you can deliver. And if you say something, you've got to stick by it. And then there's not much we can go wrong with. And we just we just keep working. I've got a really good team. You know, people don't really know as much as they should do. But this year, people are here about us. They really will. They'll know what GBM Sports is about. We've got, you know, spend some of the people I've recruited from who've been in the game for a long, long time, probably best in the country at what they do and they're now part of our team, and yeah, we're going to cause a real noise this year. And they're just inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, um, fight fan life. Thank you very much for the two pound donation. Yeah, listen, I'm saying like, um, you've got you've got those fights there on your show, right? Yeah. And it's being shown live on Talksport. Right? That's right. Yeah. How did that deal come come together? Cra- crazy, crazy, you know, Spence, because you know. Talk sports one of the biggest sporting platforms in the world like, as a sporting platform. I don't mean a TV platform when you put all your radio numbers together and mm. everything. And they kind of took to us. It wasn't like we went searching for somebody that they like what we're, what we're doing. They've seen what we're doing, seen the drive. And I, I don't believe there's many promote, promotion outfits at our stage anywhere in the country like us. We bring it different. You know, we bring you haven't been to one of our shows yet, Spence, but you'll be hooked. So I don't want to invite you yet because you'll never want to not come back to any other show. You know, we do it, we do it different. Honestly, we put a show on. We know boxing. We understand what the fight was. And TalkSport kind of approached us and said, look, we really like to be part of you. We feel like you're the future of British boxing promotional. And they offered an unbelievable deal, real good commercial deal for us, gives a platform to showcase our, our shows, not only showcase the boxing, also push me as a promoter, push us as a brand. 
and yeah, I'm appreciative of them. They've been great to work with, so it's a great relationship. It's kind of come out of the blue. It's one of them, Spence, most of two years ago when I started, everybody said to me, you're not going to last six months. You know, I heard it, I heard it every single week. You know, mm. you're not made for this. This is not for your type. And, you know, and I heard it all, some racism marks, or, you know, you stick to doing this. I heard it all, but you know, I kept quiet because I knew... I've got I've got serious faith and I know I'm true to myself. And as long as you're true, you don't have to worry about any opinions whatsoever. Uh, people trying to think you can't do it. And now they're all coming on board and saying, oh, you're going to go all the way. I go, I told you that at the start, but you didn't believe me. And, you know, we just keep pushing, we keep praying, we keep working hard and being true to the fighters and true to the fans because this is a really tough financial climate and I don't want to be taking money off fans and we're not putting proper fights on. You know, I want to mm. make sure the fans are getting value for their money, man, because then I'm true to myself. I can I can sit back and I sleep well and knowing that I've, I've been true to the boxers, to the fans, to people out there. And that's what we'll keep doing. And, and just keep one step at a time, not get carried away, um, you know, and, and just enjoy the ride. Do you, do you think matchmaking is the key to what makes you... Um, without, without a doubt. Mark, you know, when I first, first started, I was doing everything on my own matchmaking, calling the ambulance, putting the tables together, putting the ring together, calling ring craft. It was so much stress. It was unreal. But I, no, that's why you can't pull wool over my eyes. There's not a, there's not a thing in this game that... And I, I Spence knows the guy who I've got. I'm going to give him a shout out. Al Siesta and Steve Lillis, who was at, uh, who was at Old Box Nation, uh, Spencer, Steve. They're like part of the matchmaking team. And they're brilliant. The pressure's off me, Mark. If they can't deliver a match, I can't. I don't need to worry. Mm-hmm. And I always say to the guys... We, we get the best people. What will be, will be. This game's full of ups and downs. As a promoter, there's pressure. You don't, you know, it's only since I started promoting, I see like, if I lose money on the show, nobody's going to come and say, is he? He is, he is, he is 10 grand. He's lost on the show. You don't see the pressure. You know, for fighters falling me night before, oh, there's, there's, we can't fight. And you know, they're talking a load of rubbish, but mm. you've just got to bite the bullet. And, but you know what? I have signed up for this. I understand the beast. I understand the kind of mindset. And, I don't worry about issues because, listen, it's life. As long as we've got life and health, we'll keep pushing and keep going. Right. That's wonderful. I just want to commend you. I know how tough it is to build any business, yeah. much less the boxing business. Yeah, you know, Mark, you're, yeah. wow. you've been in it a long time. You know, wow. when I'm involved in properties or other businesses, you know, you invest in an asset and you get something back here. You could put so much in and the fighter could, for whatever reason, think, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm going to move camps or somebody's offering £500 more. And, yeah. And it's, nobody's done it to me yet, but I, I always see if, if a fighter leaves me tomorrow, I'm never going to get personal because it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when they leave me. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And as long as I've got that mindset, you don't eat yourself up. You don't start saying, oh, he's done me over. It's, it's just business. No, not much emotionals involved, really. We just we do the numbers. If it works, we'll be true. People can say what they want, but, you know, we know we deliver what we say. Not, you know, we, we check, we ask the phone calls, we, and we're true to ourselves, and, it, and it's enjoyable then. And yeah, there's people in this game that don't stick to what they say, but you don't have to lose your kind of integrity or your ethics just because you're dealing with people who are not right. Because, listen, we've got here so far. And What's the toughest it's... thing? What's the toughest thing in the business? Of, to, what would you say to um, to other guys who were starting? What would you kind of... Investment. You've got, to, you've got to invest hard and you've got to have the bottle to put your money where your mouth is and roll the dice. And that's what I did, Mark. I put my own money in. Those rumours are... He's got Arab money. He's got this money. That, listen, I played along with it. The bottom line is I invested my own personal money and played the game. And now I believe we're the fastest growing promotional company easy in England, maybe in Europe. Nobody's moved as much as us in two years. A kid from Sheffield that nobody's heard of. And, you know, we're, we're, we're making moves, serious moves, and we deliver well. 
I've got 22, 23 staff working on the night. I've got 11 full-time staff. And we're pushing hard every we're gonna have eight, nine shows up and down the country. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go all out and what'll be'll be. Spence knows spiritually what kind of guy I am. I I, I don't argue with destiny and faith. And it makes the job easy because you just go, you push, and you just keep true and, and, and entertain. And yeah, I'm grateful. You know, every single day I'm grateful. A lot more Asian fighters wanting to get involved in boxing because they've got a, a, a Asian promoter. Uh, the head of yeah, they kind of they kind of shocked. I go up and down the country, and they're like, "Oh, they didn't know we had a Pakistani." But you know, you know, Mark, me, I'm just like obviously I'm from a Pakistani background. I'm very proud of my heritage, yeah. and you know, but I just roll with. If you're right, you're right, and that's it. And you know, and I don't watch that, me, Mark. You know, whether mm -hmm. you're black, green, purple, and if you're right, you're a good one. You're a good one, and, and nice. that's how it goes. And I've been in business a long, long time. I've been around tricky people, people mm -hmm. who probably not been right side of the law i've not come yeah. from you know pen pushing background but I've, I've walked away from a lot of things and uh, just to get years of a massive achievement for me i got thrown out of school got thrown out of college you know they said i was never going to do anything and my dad mm -hmm. was just obviously uh, you know just a taxi driver really when i say just a taxi driver great for me dad did so much for me there yeah. i was never going to ever do all so for me to be up against it and people doubting you it just becomes second nature and it just kind of yeah. it kind of gets me up for it really I enjoy people saying I'm not going to do anything and enjoy people doubting us because it, it kind of puts that oomph in you and it gets that bit between your teeth thing. We'll show you the levels and, and just, just to make friends, enjoy it. And if we make a few quid... You're, you're, you're going to make more than a few quid because you're... Well, not... Izzy, I've seen, you, I've seen you about on like on loads of things. And like um, our major subject for this is like the light heavyweight division right now. And the major fight that's coming up next week, no doubt you'll be down there, is... Uh, yeah. The Joshua Boatsy Dan Aziz fight or Dan Aziz Joshua Boatsy fight because actually fighting for Dan Aziz British style. Even though Joshua Boatsy held that a few years back, but yeah. it's also for that Dan Aziz was the current European champion, but he relinquished the crown. Um, I think. How how do you see that fight going? Um, is he because Dan's a very good friend of mine. I really like Dan. I really like Dan. I think he's done unbelievable where he's come and he's always produced, always mm -hmm. been bitten off. And he'll come against it and he's a tough, tough guy. But you know, Boatsy's a slickster. A slickster who can also have a go as well, and another good friends. And this is a close one to call. I don't want. I'm not playing political and sitting on fences. It's a close one to call. Really, is who's going to turn up? Is Dan Grazi, uh, Dan Aziz going to really be able to put the pressure on and put it on his? Which I think he's got to do. Obviously, you know Dan Aziz's style. He's not sit back and he's got to. He's got to really put him on his back foot. And can Watsi handle that pressure? Is he going to be able to box and move around and, and move pivot pivot around him? knock him about, but listen, it's a close one. It really is. It's, they're the kind of fights, generally, generally not being politically correct, I don't know which way it's going to go. I won't like to pick a winner. It wouldn't surprise me if it went either way. But obviously, I'll be rooting for Dan Aziz. He's not just a good friend of mine. I've, you know, he's been around for me from the start. So I'll be rooting for him. But Boatsy, I've been a big fan of Boatsy you know, for ages and his boxing IQ is unbelievable. Slicks to, to a different level. Uh, but yeah, a great fight. I'll be there. Uh, and hopefully be in Saudi the week after. Two weeks after that for the Usyk and Fury fight. Yeah, yeah. Are you going out to Saudi for that? Yeah, yeah. I'm going out. I'm going out. Uh, I don't. Obviously, people out there don't know my story too much, but I sparred with Tyson Fury when I was amateur in Sheffield because Pete Fury used to bring him to Sheffield and he was in GB team. So I've done a okay. few rounds with that. You know, not many boxing promoters can say this. They sparred with the heavyweight champion of the world. Eh? I've been there, done it. So I've sparred with Fury. I've, I've, I've known Pete Fury. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be going out there watching Usyk. Uh, which I think is going to be an absolute great fight and enjoy all the kind of uh, event out there and enjoy the kind of 
atmosphere of Saudi, which I think, you know, it looks like big boxing. Nah, it's incredible, bro. Trust me. I, I was at the last Fury fight after big up Gold Star, Spencer Brown, and the Team Fury. They really looked after me. Who, who, you got for, Mark, who have you got for the Fury? Uh, Fury Ulse, who do you think? All day long. My suitcase full of money. Lamb. Take that on Fury, bro. Yeah? Yeah, 100. Yeah. I think he's going to care of business. I think he's going to step up to the plate. Um, I don't think he's going to allow Usyk to get any footing in the game. Yeah. I think he's going to keep Usyk on the back foot. And I think he's going to go to his body. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's huge. Fury's huge. You know, when you're in ring with him, you're like, wow. I'm six foot three, six foot four, whatever. And I've got a decent range. I remember seeing him, I think, how could he hit him? And this was before he even turned pro. I, I knew about the Fury hype then. And mm. I knew them, he's huge and he's got great boxing IQ. It yeah. moves around unbelievable. moves around like a middleweight. And I think yeah. that performance on Garnu, you're not going to see that Fury. Listen, yeah. these, they've got too smart. They're too old in the tier two for that. Yeah. And they've been around too long. They're, 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 they know the game. They're going to come 100%. But Usyk, listen, who knows? Usyk, I rate him as well. I think the angles he's rising it. The way he, he picks and moves them angles, you know, he yeah. could make he could make you look average. I think for a few rounds he might make uh, Fury look average and that. But how long can he sustain it? Fury's a big man. And I think he's going to lean on him. And is uh, yeah. how, how do you think um, in Ghanu, um Joshua is going to go? <laughs> I just think Joshua's got that bit of, between his teeth. You know, since the bit of stick he's had in the last few years. I just can see Joshua taking him out four to six rounds. I think he's got real explosive power. I think Ben Davison, I know, I know Ben, I'm a, Ben's a good friend and all. I've worked with him. I've done stuff with Ben. I think he's took him back to bases and bases. And you can't make somebody who's a puncher move around and dance in his back foot. And the same way you can't make somebody who's a dancer in the back foot make him a puncher. It doesn't work. You've got to stick to what you're best at. And he's gone back to Joshua that excited us. Joshua that sold them stadiums out. Joshua that won them world titles. And I think you're going to see that same Joshua again. And as soon as he gets the chance, he's, he's got that killer instinct between him and he's going to take him out. And there's one person who's an unbelievable finisher is Joshua. You know, people give him stick. But when he... if I won't want to, I won't want to come up against Joshua. If I had a choice of come up against Joshua or Fury, I'd rather go with Fury because Joshua, you know, when he gets you on them rope, he's going to take you out. And he's taking your head, legs and everything out. He's going to... He's an unbelievable finisher, clinical finisher, and got that explosive, nasty power about him. So I think he's gonna he's gonna take him out within four to six rounds. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think I think I think you're gonna see a real Joshua. You're gonna see the you're gonna see that nasty Joshua about him, and, and he's. Right, what's your call, Mark, on that fight? Mm. is such a lovely warrior. He's so sure of himself. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's got. Then you've got AJ, who's just building back his confidence, but not quite there yet, despite what everyone says, because these guys he fought, he would have wiped them out. They came up on journeyman levels, he would have smoked them. Mm. It would have been different fights, but that's only because his mind was different then. Yeah. So he's still not quite pulling the trigger. He's still not quite pulling the trigger uh, properly. He can't go in the ring with Ngannou with none of that. Mm. He needs to be focusing more on what's going on with these cogs in his head. 
Yeah, yeah. Boxing ability. Ben ain't coming in to teach him nothing. Ben ain't coming in to show him nothing. AJ's got what it takes. Um, he, he's fit. He's strong. He throws good combination punching. Um, he's not going to really improve that much on his defense. He worked on that for the Usyk fight. Got a little bit better. We saw good skills. We didn't match up enough to be able to beat Usyk. He's to fight in Ghana now. It's all this. That's all he needs. Mm. Forget about the old AJ. Just focus on what you need to be thinking. The mm. mind space you need to be in to go in and fight this guy. Because yeah. you're fighting somebody yeah. who ain't playing with you, who don't yeah. have confidence issues. Yeah. And he knows he's got power and can knock out anyone. And he's gassed because he dropped yeah, the heavyweight champion, a lineal champion. Yeah, yeah. That everyone believes is really the unified champion. It's only a matter of time yeah. before that happens. Interesting, interesting. You know what? You know what fight that's going to leave the radar that we've kind of forgotten to speak about is like on the same show as um, Dan Aziz, Joshua Boatsy, is Adam Azim fighting Enoch Paulson, right? The in, the in defense of his European title. Now, this, this Paulson, brother, is unbeaten in, in 14 fights. Adam Azim is unbeaten in 10 fights. What's your call on that fight? You talk to me. I, I, I'm a big fan of Adam Azim. Really, I'm mm-hmm. a big, believable talent. He's got nothing to do. He's got nothing to do with him being Pakistani. You know, just got no, 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 no. No, I'm just just working. Just trying to just trying to check out. (laughs) That's got nothing to do with it, no. No, nothing whatsoever. I've I've always, (laughs) yeah, always been a big fan of the brother. What's they call it? He's stepping up. He's got he's got to mix it now with that level, hasn't he? You know, he's all right. He's all right putting these guys out. We've got records like you're talking about. It's now what is he going to be like when he don't put them out? That's what I want to see. I want to see what Adam Azim's like. When he doesn't take them out, because you know, punchers, punchers normally can take people out, but if they don't, sometimes they just rely on that one knockout punch. They could start looking average. This is why he's got to have mm-hmm. that ability to make sure if he doesn't take. Because when, when you start upping the levels, you're not going to whack them and fall them over. They're going to be able to. They're going to be able to handle your power, and that's when your boxing skills and what you're about is really going to show. And I think that's what you're going to have to start seeing with Adam Azim. And this is a step up for him. You know, just, you know, they're really pushing him on all. They really sky and boxer really think he's going to go all the way. I've spoke to. Yeah, because this this Enoch guy that is fighting, he's more of a skill star. He's not a hard puncher. He's like only got yeah. like five KOs out of his fourteen. I don't know too much not... about him, Spence. I don't yeah, know I've I've seen him a couple of times. I've seen him a couple of times. Um, he's from I've Denmark. Seen, yeah, what I've seen of Adam. And I've seen it a few times. You've seen it with people who got real push. Sometimes you think, right, I'm going in there. That fighter's mindset, I'm going to knock him out. But he just needs to sometimes. He fought, fought a Nicaraguan uh, last time I watched him. I think it was Manchester. And that would like, he took him to points. I think, or the only one he took to points, he didn't knock him out. That. For me, that would have, I said to him, he would have been disappointed. I said, that's the kind of fights you learn from as a fighter. You need them fights. It's all good knocking him over, yeah, but... What you do when you need a tough fight where you don't knock them over and you've got to show something different, you've got to show back boxing on your back foot, you've got to show a bit of courage and stand there in the pockets now and again. And there's different dimensions to fighting, isn't there? There's different things, but yeah, he's a great talent. And yeah, well, I would, I would say, with the thing when it comes to when you're dealing with Adam Azim, I think he's, he's still a young kid, like, yeah. right? He's still young. And what will happen is when you're, when you're banging out guys early on, you just feel you're young, it goes to your head. I don't oh, care who you I are. That. Yeah, I right, that. you are. You're banging out guys. You're thinking, so, oh boy, oh, all I've got to do is just 
And then when you when you when those things don't happen, just like when you thought that the the guy that went to points with, right? Um, he's got to work more on his game, so he's gonna find out like more of the versatility of, of of what fighting is. Um, but if he learns to relax, which I believe that he's doing now, and he learns to administer the jab in the way that he's doing, and he sets him up with the right hand, uh, you know, I'm gonna be real. I've seen his posting guy fight a couple couple times. I believe like. Adam should be able to knock this guy out simply because he's not a hard puncher, right? But Adam doesn't have to go looking for the knockout. I think if he boxes with an educational jab uh, and applied pressure, I reckon he can knock this guy out. Uh, or I can also see him dropping him with a right uppercut because this guy, he's kind of open out. He stands, his person stance, and he's got a wide stance as well. His legs are quite wide. I can see... Adam dropping him with a right uppercut. Remember, I told you this. Just remember. So, so yeah. normally I find guys. Normally, I find guys. I said he's a knowledge. We can't argue with him, man. Spence, if you said it's an uppercut, it's going to be an uppercut, man. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see. No, yeah. Come back to this, we'll see. Sorry, Mark. No, no, it's good, man. Normally, I find guys that who don't have a punch have something else. Yeah, yeah. And they're normally. Um, very durable. Who don't normally, have that, but guys who have a punch. The guys who don't have a punch yeah, yeah, are normally yeah. very durable. Yeah, 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 something yeah. else to make up for what they don't yes, have. Yes, yes, yes. And you might find that punches, you've got a great punch, they might be a little bit chilly. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's I've, from what I've seen in years of sparring yeah. and up and down the country, yeah. I've seen that, I've seen, uh, I've seen that kind of thing in all where punches Bang on, but yeah, yeah. Spence, it's been good to have you on. I'll be on here, man. The first kind of time we put on online, I appreciate you getting me on and supporting me. You've always been there. Now, nah, nah, bro, listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be down. Um, inshallah, I'm gonna be down for the show. Yeah, you know I mean, bring, just get my hotel book. I'm also gonna bring down my prince. Are you bringing Mark? I'm gonna well? bring Mark as well. I'm gonna bring Mark. Unfortunately, the thing about it is this because Tundi's got anti yard fighting on the on yeah. the 10th. So unfortunately, Tony won't be coming, but me and Tony's going to come do your commentary. We see, we'll just bust it up for you lot. You know what I mean? Oh, Trust wow. me on that. You have never heard nobody on planet Earth be as so descriptive when it's come to, like, we do watch-alongs than Tundi Ajay. Tundi's not here right now, but trust me, you, 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 you'll see. You'll see. But we're going to come, we're going to, like, for me and Tundi to come, I'm going to try and come down for this one. You know what I mean? I'm going to try my best to try and come down to this one because I know uh, uh, my brother um, Ahmed Yakub's also sponsoring you guys, right? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. He's a big part of like, that. Like, let me, Ahmed is, let me tell you this now. That brother there is a beautiful human being. Yeah, the real right? deal. Now, he's, he's, you know what? He's genuine. He's, he's, he's genuine. I got, I got yeah. so much love for that, bro. He's a good yeah. guy, man. I, you know I, I mean? Joshua Usyk fight with Ahmed. Me and him went together and I did Umrah together. Went to Medina together, so you know. Okay, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Somebody, you really learn about them and what they're about and what their mindset they got. Yeah, so yeah. he's a proper guy, man. He's a proper dude. He's a proper yeah. dude. And he's gonna be there, yeah. And obviously, guys watching your page, and you get a lot of numbers. Follow up, follows on Instagram, GBM Sports, or Izzy Asif, or uh, Izzy underscore Asif on Instagram, and watch our show if you can't make it down there, February the 9th, live on Talksport. February. So it's uh, on Talksport on YouTube, right? You talk about YouTube, February 9th. Got That's two a big thing. Fights on. We've got three or four fights, genuinely, where the home side could lose if they don't turn up. 
you know, and that's what I'm doing as a promoter. We're not we're not just putting guys out to roll over. You've got to deliver, you've got to perform, you've got to entertain and and you know, that's what we're gonna do. So you guys watch it out there, appreciate everything you're doing and all everybody out there who supported us. So, so what's your thoughts on developing your fighters? If the, fight, the fights uh, 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 can be 50-50. Yeah. How do you really get to develop fighters? Because I, I understand that what you're doing, and it's brilliant. I yeah. think it's excellent. We just want to, we want to move at the right how, age, do you, you know? how do you really develop them at the rate that you want them to be at if all their fights can be 50-50, bro? No, but you don't listen. You, you only get 50-50 at the stage when they're ready for it. You know, mm. and it's all about matching the right stage, the right fight at the right time. But sometimes you've got to roll the dice a bit. So we might have somebody who's 10 and 0, but he's not really highly ranked. But we might, might fight somebody in the top 15 at EBU that we know will give him automatic top ranking. So it's mm. about doing the right fights. I bought, I, I put a show on Reese Small versus Hamid Gas. Reese Small beating for that uh, WBA Intercontinental title, Europe. He gave him a top 13 ranking in the world. Then he fought, he fought on a matchroom show and a box against Gary Cully. So we manoeuvred that. We know that a win like this would get him top 13. Therefore, people mm. will start wanting him. And, and that's mm. what that manoeuvring in, right timing, right yeah. fight. And that's what, listen, I understand it. But I've got the best matchmaking team to make sure we do that, develop it. Mm. But I understand, listen, when you've been a fighter, you know, Mark, yeah, when you've been around the box, I understand it. I understand every single mortal percentage of emotion a fighter goes through. And that's what mm. I feel makes me a little bit different as a promoter. You know, I'll bring it a bit different. And uh, yeah, yeah. as much as we love exciting fights, to have a fighter really have his chances of getting to the top, we need to be strategic at the same time. Of course, of course. we can't be on madness. Listen, come on. It's a business. Yeah. It's an asset for us. And we invest in this asset. And we've got to make it right. But at the same time, God. they've got to cut the mustard. They've got to be there. They've got to deliver. You know, so, we can't we can't fake it. And like, you know, back yeah. in the days, you used to get 25 and all and you fought five, six persons same times. Boxing's changed. The world's changed. You can't do that anymore. Records, you know, people don't buy it. They know who you fought. They know what level you fought at. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I when I was turning pro, nobody, this internet wasn't as much accessible as it is now. Now you can't, people just pull your records up on promoters and fans and you can't fool like that. You've got to, you've cool. got to be the real deal to, to sing and dance and, cool. and do, but yeah, appreciate you having yeah. Well, I wish you all the best, Izzy, yeah. as if, Thank you so much for blessing us on the fight. Is right. No, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to thank you. Okay. Uh, Mark, obviously, I, I know what you've been through, what you're doing. I know your story, mate. And you're a you're a real you're a real man. And I, you know, one day we're going to sit down and we're going to have a talk about our journeys. And we've all got a story, and we've all got a reason. And listen, I'm, I'm there anytime you want, and I appreciate you guys supporting me. I know Spence, how highly you talk about me in front of the people. They tell me, and it means a lot. And I remember the people say at the start because it's all good when I've got a massive TV deal and That's big it. money coming in, big fights. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when people are backing you when you're like trying to build yourself and giving you mm -hmm. platforms to voice what you're doing and, and that's what we're doing. You know, appreciate that and I'll, I'll catch up with you guys soon. Beautiful. Love my bro. Thank yeah, mate, Izzy, as if the promoter of GMB Promotions, big up yourself. Looking forward to your massive show that you've got on February the 8th. Sorry, February the 9th. Sorry, February the 9th. You're welcome, Sheffield. Um, we'll show you hospitality, man. Bro, I was just in Sheffield the other day. Um, yeah, we'll show but, you hospitality, man. Come on, yeah, please. yeah, seriously. I'm thinking seriously, about it. Tonight, we've got your place. You relax, you come here. We'll show you the we'll show you South Yorkshire, man. We'll show you our man's around Sheffield, roll, man. All right, bro.
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you up on that. No problem. Listen, I give you my word. Have you got, have you got Naz's support down at your shows? Yeah, yeah, Naz. He hasn't been yet, but Naz is a good friend of a friend, and I know him. And uh, listen, we had a lot of support from Sheffield. You know, like your yeah, Kel Brooks, your yeah. Kel Brooks, your Sonny Edwards, your Johnny yeah. Nelson. Listen, that man's Johnny Nelson. Listen, big up the man. Johnny Nelson has been my biggest supporter from day one. He told everybody from day one when I even started. He goes, "Is he's going to cause noise?" and Johnny, I've got a lot of time for him, and, uh, mm. and you know, he's not just a friend; he's a he's, he's close to family. Johnny, I've got a lot of time for Johnny, and yeah, he's a good up, man. He's a good man. Edwards and all these guys, Dalton Smith. It's been good. The fight family's been absolutely brilliant. Obviously, you've got other couple of the promoters who are not that happy that we've caused havoc, but listen, love them as well. We love them as well. It's not an issue. Exactly. We we can go for a coffee with them, no problem. Whatever they want. One hundred. Yeah. Yes, King. Okay. God bless. I'll pray yeah. for you guys and hope you all be keep. I'll see you at your show, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you very much for blessing us, Izzy. Yes. Anyway, we're going to be wrapping up the show right now. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Mark Prince, for joining us on the show. Thank Thanks you, to every single person that has been on the show today. Every like, every bit of money that's coming, every little thing that's happened that we've got today. I am totally, totally honoured about that. And also, may I say, someone's just put up on here, um, Ali Frazier 2 50 years ago today, Bart Spencer knew that. You're damn right I knew I did. But what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say is this, is like, um, I'm looking forward to, to this Saturday. I'm looking forward to this Saturday. Hopefully the winner can come through successfully. And then, you know, there's talk already about Saudi coming up for Anti-Yard and Callum Smith. But if that doesn't happen, I'd love to see Anti-Yard in with the winner of this fight on Saturday on the Boxer Show. But you know what? I'm praying for everyone to have a fantastic week this week. May I say thank you to the guests of Izzy, may I say thank you to Dr. Mark Prince, OBE, you know what I mean? Uh, and Mark, keep on doing the fantastic work that you're doing with the Kion Prince Foundation. Uh, yeah, I want to big you up, bro, honestly. Listen, guys, everyone listening online, I want to show Spencer so much respect, yeah? I don't know, you don't realise how much commitment it takes to keep this platform going every week, to be able to deliver what he delivers to you lot. I watch the shows. I see the effort and commitment it takes to put in what he gives to you guys, the people that he brings on, the knowledge that he brings to you lot. So I want to salute you, Spence. Big time. I've got mad love for you, bro. Uh, Come on, man. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. When we started this four years ago, it was Tundi's idea. You know, It wasn't my idea. It was Tundi said, come, let's do it. I was like, I ain't got time to go do no podcast no more. He said, no, nah, come, let's do it. And then what happens is this, you do it and it just becomes like second nature because yeah. like in in four years, we don't miss no times. There's certain times where I can't do the show, Tundi will do the show. Yeah. Certain times when Tundi's in camp, like he's in camp right now, yeah. so he can't divert energy. So I, I want to big up both of you, bro. Yeah. Tundi smashes it when he's doing it. You come on when you're doing it, when you're both together. I love it, bro. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been an honour that you've been on and I will see you at the fight on Saturday, no doubt. Bro, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'll see, I'll see you at the fight on Saturday. Listen, fair play to 
boxer, they're bringing out everyone. Everyone's coming out to the fight, you know. When I mean yeah. like everyone, like Molder yeah. Comedians coming down, um, Slim, the rapper, mm-hmm. they got quite a few people were coming down, like, because they understand um, the intricacy of this fight, knowing that this fight's for the man's them. You get what I'm trying to say? Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's for the man's them. So we're looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Snaps has said, oh, yeah, um, Spence, you got to bring Mark in. What do you mean I brought Mark in? This week, well, sorry, last week, last week, Mark Mark was turned big superstar. He done Sky Sports. He done, um, he done the boxing stuff that's come out as well. Yeah, I man, I just phoned Mark and said, Mark, come. Because they were scratching it like, who can we get? I said, are you mad? Mark Prince, there is nobody more qualified. And it's a light heavyweight fight. There's nobody more qualified or more articulated than Mark Prince to go do that. And he smashed it. Um, you guys go watch the clip what's gonna come out. It's up on it's up on Insta and um TikTok now already on Boxer, but it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. But just tune in, make sure that you watch the fight on Saturday. Make sure it's, it's, it's we've got a very, very busy schedule. Make sure that you also tune in February the 10th, the return of the beast from the east, Anthony Yard, for his return for 2024. Um, yes. Then the week after that, we got Usyk Fury. Then a month after that, we got Joshua Ngannou. We got so many fights that have been compact into yeah. into one area. And I'm just looking forward to that. But on that note, may I say, in the famous words of Baba Tundi Ajayi, dream it, believe it, become it. Come on up. Peace, two things. I wish that everybody has a fantastic, magnanimous week ahead. May it be blessed, may it be favorable, and keep on pushing forward. Peace, two fingers, we out. Love, yeah. bro. Live, love, and forgive. Live. Come on, I like that one, you know. I'm off with that. Love and forgive. Yeah. Wicked. Thank you very much, Mark. Yeah, 100%. And yes, Manny, we are meant to be. Sports Social Podcast Network.